0: So I was, so I was like writing the shit that was like John Johnny running 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 running
1: Welcome to the 15th episode of The Cast That Ends Creation. I'm Chris Deering, your host, and this is the show where I interview Mathcore, Mathcore adjacent bands. If you have any questions or comments, feel free to drop them in the chat, and I'll be uh, trying my best to read them aloud. If you're listening to this in your car, watching this on YouTube, have no idea what I'm talking about. The show is first shown live on Twitch at twitch.tv slash The Cast Ends Creation. Join us for the live cast every Wednesday and Sunday. Uh, with that out of the way, let me introduce our guest tonight, who dropped two sick EPs, Mimic Prophecy and Stygian Blue, this year back in august and october respectively welcome in nigh ungodly how you guys doing very well
0: thank you
2: don't forget we also dropped last christmas as well our
0: single our christmas single
1: you did that's uh that's a remaster right
0: yes yes also, a re-recording in some respects, uh, Cole's on the track, and Katie's on the track now, where before they were not. Uh, oh! The, the first time we put it out, Cole wasn't in the band yet, and Katie didn't have guitar stuff set up, so uh, I did all the recording, and we used uh, MIDI bass and MIDI drums, obviously, all the stuff's programmed on drums. But
1: Oh, sick! I didn't realize Thanks that, that uh, they were added again. on to this. Oh yeah! Yeah, well, that's sick. It's fun. Well, uh, tell us who, you are, you're doing tell us who you are. What you do in the band? Tell us who you are. What you do in the band?
0: Sean.
3: <laughs> um, I'm the vocalist. Uh, I, I do all the the <laughs> screaming, the grunting, the noises. Um, I've also up to this point have done a lot of the mixing and uh, producing for all of our music. Um, but. We, we can talk more about the upcoming music later but that's pretty much what I'm I'm, I'm doing
0: uh, well you know what don't be so modest you also added um, your your writing currently too you're helping with the writing a lot
2: yeah the, the right. interludes to and the, the uh,
3: upcoming stuff fun audio stuff <laughs>
0: yeah engineering some a lot of the synth sounds and and composing stuff for stuff also an entire track for the upcoming lps he's worked he's worked on and it's one of the cooler ones for sure (laughs) um but i'm i uh i work on uh, composing everything i do uh i put the base work into the compositions i set up all the tempo mapping and and kind of half the side syncopations and polyrhythms and stuff. So I work a lot with the other instruments as well. And then I ship it off to the other members to take a look at it and change whatever they want. And creative input is the most necessary thing to me. And uh, And then I finish it up and then send it back out and then they all do their thing. So it's kind of a neat process. And then I record guitar for rhythm parts, and uh, Katie does most of the leads, and uh, etc. So that's my part in the band, really.
1: What about you, Cole and Katie? And uh, <laughs> I
2: am Cole. Yeah, I'm I'm Cole Daniels. I'm bass guitar, bass, bass, bass guitar, bass guitar. Um, I I try to like throw in some like compositional ideas to help with vanna's ideas you know i you know try to contribute whatever i can but you know just a bass player and just member of the band
4: yeah and uh i play the the lead guitar <laughs>
1: <laughs> all righty uh you guys have been around for a little over a year well i guess it's more than a little over a year actually i was looking back at your facebook it's like a, a year and a half now right
3: yeah
0: yeah origin sorry geez
1: so uh kind of a short time span but you guys have made a pretty big impact in that time give us a brief history of the band
0: so me and sean started it actually um i was ghostwriting and i had a special going 20 dollars a piece and uh he hopped on to i think he was the second one that purchased one and uh I wrote it, and he sent me this list of bands, and it was a playlist of five bands. I told him to send me, and he sends me Beyond Creation, First Fragment, uh, Black Dahlia Murder. Uh, who else was on that play? I, Infinite I Annihilator. I think I sent
3: like an Infinite Annihilator song on there as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a- he was
0: the last one. There was one more too. I can't remember.
3: I I, I oh, think man. it was. Um, uh, sh- I can't remember, honestly. Either that It was, was definitely Clowncore.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, it wasn't. Yeah. That wasn't an influence yet on our music, but it will be later. Um, so, like, so like, I wrote the track, and I sent it back. It took me, like, a month or something to write it, and I send it back, and he loves it, and so it was Riving Identity, and that's the first track on Mimic Prophecy after the intro. Uh, and so he bought a second one and I talked him into it cause I was broke. And I was like, Hey, buy a second <laughs> one. I need money. Send me money. <laughs> and I'll start working on the second one. So he did. And uh, so I started working on it and that was Mirage. He sent me an equally yeah. absurd playlist except possibly <laughs> twice, maybe as bad one and a half times as bad. And I fucking wrote slam noodles <laughs> which turned into Mirage, and it was called <laughs> Slam Noodles because it has that and it's like very Slam I,
3: so I think I found one of the playlists that I did send you it was Mental Cruelty, Protest the Hero and Monuments that were part of that so <gasps> yeah. yeah, that doesn't say anything <laughs> also, so, Archfire was on there as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, then it was. Uh, I mean, from there it was just writing the EP, finding other members, and we found Katie. Katie found us, and uh, Katie came to me about something or another, and we were talking. And um, I don't know. I don't know if you remember where that came from or where that went.
4: Um, you and I. I don't think you remember, but I, I saw you on the old Total Death Core, like, group page. And that's how I knew your name. And I came back to you, like, maybe a year later and said, hey, we should make music together. Uh-huh. And you were like, hey, hey, I already have this project started with this sick vocalist. We should uh, collaborate. And yeah. that's, how, that's how I came about.
0: And then Cole... Uh, We were looking for a bassist, and I saw, I was actively searching for a bassist. I was looking at every music post where people were talking about bassists, and I was like, hey, I'm in a tech death band, it's low maintenance, we're internet band for now uh you know easy style. I'll write your shit for you if you don't have time like and so i sent this message personalized the call and i told him that and he was like sure all right but i'll try out and i was like great and so we auditioned and he rewrote the bass parts for uh rhythm identity and what was the other one
3: He he rewrote them pretty much for the entire EP because I mean, like, like, mixing that thing.
0: Well, no, what was the audition? There was two screens. Oh, shit. My dad. (laughs) I'm sorry.
2: (laughs) Sorry. Uh, My audition (laughs) was writing identity. Uh, Actually, yeah, I I completely uh, rewrote. Pretty much that whole uh bass track, if I remember right. I I basically just kinda like personalized it. And made it kinda like I wanted to fit what the guitar is doing, but I wanted to be like its own like entity itself. I just wanted it to like really complement the overall composition. You know.
1: Yeah and uh, your stuff really does have that like separation of instruments. A lot of bands uh just have everything kind of going together, but there's like you can easily pick out the bass in the recordings and like the different guitars doing different things at the same time. It's really freaking tight how you guys like put all this stuff together and it moves cohesively, but it's still like uh everything's got its own personality to it.
4: Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, That's yeah. something that
2: we you know, like to try to do. We like to, you know, show off like our um our style our influence you know and just bring it to a big old mishmash
1: so uh yeah, let's talk about influence like oh sorry all right
3: no. no i've always thought that like you know like uh bass was never really heard very much in metal music so i was like well i want to make sure cole's heard
0: dude exactly Most <laughs> bands just know. bury it yeah yeah really wanted, yeah, uh, yeah. I wanted to touch on that too since we're on the topic uh that's been my biggest gripe with most bands ever is uh i've been a big fan of like dillinger and uh between the Barry and me they're two of my biggest influences of all time since like 2005 or 2006 i heard them both around the same time and uh Knowing that each member is, and I come from, like, band in high school and stuff, so classical music, obviously, I love, and jazz and stuff. So, like, knowing that each member is supposed to be different, like, the bass is supposed to be, like, the bassoon and the bass clarinet and the, or the, you know, the lower end of things it's not supposed to just copy the guitars the guitars are like the flutes and the trumpets and stuff and then the vocalist is like a trumpet or a flute or whatever carries a melody or sometimes it's a percussive element and so like i know that and then lead guitar is supposed to you know harmonize or you know be the melody and i know these things so like that's big part of the composition i always tell everybody in the band to write your own shit don't just follow along
1: yeah.
0: right whatever you feel like you feel, feels right and natural and organic and if it does copy me that's fine but like try to stay away from mm. that be your own voice in the in the band
1: hell yeah that's awesome um vanna if you can tilt your phone up up to the ceiling just a little bit more i got a black bar going right across your forehead uh-oh. That should be good. Uh, oh, if you can get the stop.
0: <laughs> oh, there we go. I gotta, I gotta find a different angle, man. Uh, the way I had it set up. There
1: we go. There we go. Oh, there you go. All right. <laughs> uh, so you guys are spread across the country. Where, where are y'all from exactly?
2: So I am I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana.
3: I'm from Peoria, Illinois.
4: <laughs> I I am from a place called uh, Rainbow City, Alabama, and it's in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Wait, is that really the name of the city? Rainbow City.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. It is. It's not.
4: It's not as gay as it sounds. It's like an industrial town.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's wild.
4: It's even gayer. Um,
0: I'm, from, I'm, from, I'm, from, I'm from Metro Detroit. It's a place called Sterling Heights, but uh, just outside of Detroit and Michigan.
1: All right. So y'all kind of all over the place then. Um, I saw that y'all were uh, a Facebook post where y'all were saying that y'all weren't planning on doing shows for about two years or whatever. Uh, I guess it's going to be hard logistically just trying to get together even then, huh?
0: <laughs> if COVID lets us uh, ever even.
3: Uh, yeah. I think the biggest thing with that is needing a drummer. I mean, I, uh, play, we could technically play live with what we got, but I'd rather have a drummer with us.
2: I've seen a band that uh, backtracks their uh, drums because they don't have a physical drummer. They can make it work. So, like, uh, you know, we have.
0: No, we have plans to hire someone when the time comes. It if would we... be a whole lot cooler to hire someone, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah um we've looked at certain drummers um forgive me i don't remember some of their names if somebody else does they can help me out but uh the guy who did drums for necrophagist and blotted science we're thinking about him God uh, damn. we're thinking about Elliot really of <laughs> <laughs> like, Wait, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really uh, alex, rudinger? alex rudinger alex yeah. rudinger of the faceless or formerly of the faceless i think and um really yeah (laughs) uh bryce bryce butler is on my list he's high up on my list bryce butler of um the contrarian and uh oh god i listened to one of his things like before I knew who he was and I can't remember what it was now, but it was impressive. Abigail Williams. Been a big fan of Abigail Williams since like 2005 or 2004 or
3: something. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard that name in years.
1: Oh, they're still around I think, aren't they?
3: They are. I saw, I saw something about them on uh, YouTube. That's something from back in the he's day.
0: He's in like 15 projects right now, though. With COVID, he's really staying busy and, and getting that though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how did y'all come up with the name Nigh Ungodly? Is it just because it sounds sick as hell? Is that why I went with it?
3: <clears throat> so I was, um, I, I, I was really into <laughs> this band called A Lot Like Birds. And there's a song they have on uh, one of their records called Next to Ungodliness. And I was like... I was in this weird little thing where I was thinking maybe like, you know, song names would make good band names and I thought uh next to ungodly would be a good one. And then Vanna pretty much tweaked it to actually sound like a good band name. <laughs> so Nigh Ungodly is kinda born.
1: That's a freaking sick name, man. Um, let's talk Thank about uh, influences. I can hear... I'm not too into tech death nowadays, so I don't know all, all the all the fresh jams happening, but I definitely hear a lot of the faceless planetary duality going on. Uh, I guess the playlist that y'all were talking about was a good indicator of your influences, but what, uh, what are some of the influences going into this?
0: Oh, God. Cannibal Corpse, Between the Buried and Me. Um... Uh, what's what's the one <clears throat> cattle decapitation? Uh, like old school stuff like May Palm Death. I really get into for like the lower grungy or sludgy stuff, and like the really fast, like, uh, slammy stuff that I do is a big influence. Um, I don't know who else. <laughs> Anybody? Uh, personally, for me, my... like all of
4: my leads. Oh, go ahead, Katie. Go ahead, Katie. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> For all my leads, um, it's really, you're right. It's like uh, Planetary Duality, The Faceless, um, and Delusions of Grandeur. I don't know if you've heard of them, but Gabe Mangold from that band, and he's an Enterprise Earth now. He's one of my favorite guitarists, and I write a lot of stuff influenced by him. He's a really good guitarist, too. But like the faceless archspire kind of melodic bands
0: archspire, yeah um the contortionist is big on my end for the jenty stuff for the really crazy rhythmic stuff with like a lot of space um like influencing space and time car Bomb and viljarda and um like uh gershwin <clears throat> i don't know if you're familiar with like I'm symphony not. in blue or uh, Rhapsody in Blue. And uh, I don't know. There's a lot of classical influence. Like Nobuo Uematsu, who did like the Final Fantasy stuff. And um, Koji Kondo, who worked on like Mario and the Ze- Legend of Zelda stuff. That's a big influence on me.
1: Really? Um, I wouldn't have guessed that. Yeah, That's crazy. Huge,
4: huge oh, yeah, uh, the p- The piano part in Last Christmas... Is like the the main synth melody that comes up at the start of the song, but I took it and I tweaked it to make it like minor and diminished kind of. And then the part after that, like the underlying uh, bass, the bass that's like climbing up and down, that's all like Final Fantasy influenced.
0: It's crazy. Fucking <laughs> I cold alien fingers tapping
1: on that shit.
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, not the bass guitar, the bass piano that's like doing that that's all like oh, from yeah.
0: a... He kind of follows um, that though.
4: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> More I, or less. I, pers- I
3: personally am a, a little influenced by Infant Annihilator, uh, Enterprise Earth, obviously Cattle Decapitation, especially after Death Atlas came out. Yes. Uh, I was yes. blown away by that. Um, those are, those I, I, are like I, I, three of my uh, favorites. Um, yeah, I was also highly influenced by um, Gent and old and some older metalcore. Those are kind of like close to my base from where I came from. Um, but and other than that, that's usually about what I jam to. Oh, and there is a album called from Cult of Cthulhu or Cult of Lilith. that came out just this year that has also played a big influence on me recently. And I'd like to start implementing <laughs> stuff like that they do. That's a good
1: one. What do they do that's uh, different oh, yeah. from what you're doing now?
3: See, he he adds a lot of um, pitch and tone into his screams, and he has very melodic screams. Okay, and It's not I got like you. the biggest biggest range, but like it's it's pretty tight from what he does. If you haven't listened to them, I'd highly recommend checking out their album. They, they just came out with it, I think, like two months ago.
1: Oh, I need to look into that then. Shit. I've heard some vocalists that are very good at, like, uh, making it almost seem like they're singing when they're screaming. That shit's hard to fucking mm-hmm.
3: do. <laughs> it's very hard. To do.
1: <laughs> so, uh, y'all, kind of cover the writing. Hate. What's up? Can I
2: talk about my influences real quick? Yeah, go
1: please? for it. I'm sorry. Yeah, go for my... it. I'm sorry. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I've skipped no, over no call. Call your
0: bass.
1: <laughs> oh.
4: I'm I'm used to it.
2: Um, So, like, you know, know, growing growing up, I listened to a lot of uh, progressive uh, rock bands like uh, Yes and King Crimson and and, uh, Genesis and, you know, stuff like that. So, like, I've always been, like, you know, like old classic rock or, like, progressive, like, stuff, you know. I've always been, like, interested in, like, songwriting that has, like, really, like, takes you somewhere for... For sure. And then when I got older, I, I found a bunch of like uh, death metal bands I really uh, liked. You know, I I got into the old, like the old school stuff, like uh, a Corpse and and Death and Morbid Angel, Deicide. But uh, I um, came across like the technical death metal sub-genre, and I just I ate that shit all up. Like uh, uh, specifically, like based stuff off of like uh, Beyond Creation or uh, First Fragment and. Uh, Cryptopsy, uh, you know, you know, stuff where, like, uh, basically all the instruments, like, show, like, a lot of, like, prominence and, like, uh, you know, all a bunch of, like, awesome stuff like that. You know, I, I like to try to, like, uh, have my bass playing, you know, complement the music just like how those tech death bands and then, like, my, like, prog rock favorites, like, do as well, you know? So that's what I kind of like try to do for my bass.
1: It definitely sticks out. Like I was saying, uh, you can't hear bass on most like tech death bands and shit. And this one, it's like kind of prominently featured. So uh, yeah, it really yeah. sticks out. It's really good shit, man.
0: It's important, it's important to us Thank to yeah. let every, every
4: member shine.
1: Hell yeah. So, uh, yeah. Say, uh, oh, uh, I'm
4: sorry. Audible bass is is... One of my favorite things, like, I love a band where you can hear the bass player, so yeah, yeah.
0: big time between the very to me, like I said, is one of the biggest, like, yeah. bottom level bass, nigh ungodly influences, obviously, for any given reason, Alaska, especially as an album but like the bass is so important dan briggs is amazing like it's uh it's impossible to listen to the band and not hear the bass (laughs) so i want to give that same energy
1: so uh vanna you write everything you were saying and then everybody just like puts their own personal touch on it is that how the writing process goes
0: yeah, we've made uh, a couple of things now with other members, but like mostly it's me. Like I said, Sean did. He's got an entire track that we've got to work on and kind of make playable and stuff. He's not a guitarist. It's very hard. Are you okay, Cole? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, Basically how really I remembered
2: it was uh, around the time when I joined uh, the band uh, in 2020, <laughs> It was like a few months before we released Mimic Prophecy. Uh, like that whole album was basically already written for the most part. Is that right, Fana? Yeah, yeah, it was like
0: brilliant. Yeah. It was mostly done. So,
2: you know, I basically contributed my bass and it, it became the finished product that was. And Stygian Blue.
0: The months, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
2: It was a I, when I joined we we worked on it for like like a month. I know you've had it done for like years.
0: <laughs> I know no I had no I only had it done for one year. We had it done for oh. like maybe eight or nine months and we were coming up on a year and like yeah Rhythm really identity yeah. Uh, and then Mirage and then it took us like another six to eight months to write the rest of it and then you came in and then it took us like another month to get the rest of it to Sean to mix and then another what month or a month and a half to mix and master.
3: Yeah, it think about like a month and a half to get all put together and stuff, but definitely worth it because real bass sounds way better than MIDI bass.
0: (laughs) It was so good. (laughs) Don't get me wrong. There's some programs that are really great, but it'll never fill the gap of a real bassist. Ever.
2: And then Stygian Blue, uh, I remember that being like a more effort. Mm. I, I remember uh, Katie bringing in some riffs, Vanna coming, bringing in some riffs. I even wrote some guitar riffs, which is crazy. Uh, but yes. yeah, that was...
0: A- you wrote what's been described as one of the heaviest goddamn breakdowns of the year. Oh, cool. In fucking six minutes, that track you- called, Sean?
2: Oh, mm-hmm. also, Gore Guts is a huge influence of mine. And uh, basically uh that that riff I, I guess is the riff of the year or something uh <laughs> that that is very hugely gore guts inspired so
0: it's what's that one called sean that last uh it's like the second to last track that the second okay, uh, uh ten, is that incredible orchestra?
3: <laughs> ah. which one which That's one good question
0: the
3: one that's <laughs> like, yeah, um, <laughs> motis uh, uh, motus kinke or something, because right, you know, I decided to do it in Latin and make sure nobody can
1: pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: happy.
1: Well, that's actually a good segue because I was going to ask you about uh, your lyrics and stuff, um, so. Uh, the last single—I guess you could call it—the uh, single uh and Blue." That's—I assume that to me it seems like it's a story about like the uh, birth of the earth and then us destroying it, and, like after after effects and stuff. Right? That's what's happening there.
3: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's pretty close. Um, uh, I pretty much had this. Katie and I kind of came up with the idea of duality and symmetry between life and death, how one begets the other and stuff. Um, So it's essentially, I mean, you got to kind of start somewhere. So I started with, you know, just life expanding and growing. And uh, that midway section with the like violins and stuff is kind of like almost like uh, your midlife reaching in, slowly reaching into death. And the last two parts of it are, you know, dying. So... I pretty much wrote about the beginning of I I would say maybe the universe but that might be a little bit too big. You can interpret Not it any which way be
2: you anymore. like. That's a great thing about music is that you can you could be like my interpretation's different than the person who wrote it so fuck you. I,
3: you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean for sure this one you could definitely do that yeah yeah when i write lyrics i try to be as ambiguous as possible like uh it, yeah i mean i have an idea in mind when i'm writing it but like your interpretation is also as valid it could be it could mean something completely different uh, from somebody else like it can mean anything
4: <clears throat> right but, uh we had we had the art before any of the lyrics or concept and i came up with the idea of duality based on like the the two different beings one of them was like kind of evil looking and like sickly and then you had the the really strong healthy guy coming out <laughs>
0: <The stadium. laughs>
1: so uh let's talk about the album cover um who did the art
4: uh alberto Filipponi,
1: and he did the Filippone. one for, for the other uh ep too right He's done all of our art so far. Is he just a friend of you guys, or did y'all find him and thought he was just great, or how'd that come about?
0: Uh, The second thing first. We found him, thought he was great, and he became a friend, and now he's basically part of the lore for, like, the first uh, two EPs, a single, and a cover. That last Christmas cover he did the art for. He did the art for Mimic Prophecy. He did the art for this shirt, The Succubus, Tits Out. Um, <laughs> he did the art for uh, Stygian. And he did the art... I mentioned, I said the single, but I didn't say the name, Aberrant Silhouette. And uh, a lot of the album themes came from the art concepts. Uh I came up with mimic prophecy from uh, just lore from like final fantasy, especially you walk up to the chest and poof, you're in a battle. And I thought that was magnificent. And like that concept translates to dungeons and dragons. I think it starts there. And then it moved on to like different stuff, like RPGs when video games started getting popular and Tabletops, and then uh, Dark Souls. The Dark Souls influence, I get it. I, I was going to talk about
1: it. that, yeah. People keep saying that okay. uh, that's a mimic from Dark Souls on the cover of uh, Mimic yeah. Prophecy. Yeah,
0: it is. It is, and we're not afraid <laughs> to embrace it. Uh, we were, I looked at Google. I said, Google, show me a bunch of mimics. Show me the coolest <laughs> mimics. And Dark Souls just... From yeah. soft does a great job with their art, and I think it's magnificent. I love HP Lovecraft. I got I got my Necronomicon right here, so like nice. all the Bloodborne books and or, my, uh,
2: my my friend has my Necronomicon. I don't have my Necronomicon with me right now.
0: Well, that's all right. You're sharing the love craft um yes. so uh, nice
1: nice
0: <laughs> that's gonna be i like to tell everybody that like it is not so much uh dark souls reference as it is a reference to mimics and a reference to lovecraftian horror uh, <clears throat> yes we use dark souls mimic as inspiration we gave him extra arms and a body and he's ripping a body and his name is Nemesis, and he's in his own entity from his own universe. He's going to have backstory. I've started writing. I've got like 200 <laughs> words or something. Uh, but like it's it's gonna be its own thing and have its own lore I don't want it entirely connected to Dark Souls I want to you know like it's been like this thing that's been latched to it since it came out and like the soul of Avarice is an easter egg it's like here's this fun little thing from Dark Souls that'll even like grab you more into the idea that it might be a Dark Souls thing but it's yeah
3: I may may have lifted that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Almost directly,
0: <laughs> exactly, and and you were on, but you were honest about it. And we're always honest about it, and we're very transparent about where the ideas come from. And mimic prophecy is no different. Uh, it has backstory and Easter eggs, and and you can find its lore in other places, and it'll be fun.
1: <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so uh, I know the-
2: absolutely. Dark souls.
1: Yeah, I'm not really into it either. I, I, uh, I'm I watching some streamers play through the new one, because I, I don't know, I like watching people play fucking video games. So I'm kind of kind of starting to get into it. into it. Me I too. I love Dark Souls.
4: <laughs> yeah, I'm not much of a
1: gamer myself. I play Magic the Gathering, trading card game, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about, but uh, that's that's the extent of my uh, game playing. <laughs>
3: uh, I, I, play I played all video. through the Dark Souls, mm-hmm. being plan on getting that new Demon Souls as soon as I can, so...
1: It looks fucking sick, man. Like I said, I've been watching people play through it. It's fucking sick, dude.
3: I mean, yeah, if you enjoy a challenge and maybe like getting mad at your video game once every five minutes, but once you get it. (laughs) (laughs) There's been been a a lot
1: of angry, angry stuff going on. (laughs) Yeah, a lot lot of angry streamers. (laughs) So uh, the recording process, you guys did it all yourselves from what I understand correctly. Correct? Yeah. Okay, how was that? It, it is great. Enjoy. The thing is,
2: you 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 put the track in the box, and the box just goes pew out into the cloud, and uh, wow. they have they just rip it. Yeah,
0: he pulls good at his instrument, so it is that easy for him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I
2: basically I record uh, my uh, I I plug my base into my pedal board, and then my pedal board into my DAW into uh, or n- no DAW DAW it, your interface. I, yeah, I'm your a bass player. I'm You're sorry. Inter- interface, <laughs> interface, interface, and a DAW. Sorry. <laughs> Classic yeah. bass. We all
0: use
1: Reaper. <laughs> it's free. It's amazing. Dude, Reaper's sick. That's what and I then, used to she-
2: Yeah, I use Reaper. And then uh, Sean also asks me for dry tracks as well, so I send some stuff that's the bass not going into anything, and then uh, I have some uh, wet tracks as well, which is uh, my bass is my pedal board. Basically, Sean likes to be a, a mastermind and try to come up with bass tones and stuff like that, and he's free to do so.
0: It also makes it easier to build a wall of sound behind the bass. Um, if you have the sub and the, the what he likes in general to compare to and uh, to tweak and et cetera, it makes it easy for the whole mix. Like, I put a lot of the 2000 frequency. I learned that from Rivers of Nile. I do a lot of, like... A lot of my tone is in my right hand, so I need a lot of mitts. So, like, um, I was watching an interview Dean Lamb from Archspire did with, uh, forgive me, I don't remember his name, but the guitarist from uh, Rivers of Nile. And he was talking about his guitar tone, and he said, well, I really like to pump up to the 2000... 2000- somewhere around the 2.2, 2000 frequency in Hertz on my EQ. And so I took that and I ran with it and I really loved the sound. And so now that's where I'm at with that. And so like, if I got to get out of Cole's way or Cole's got to get out of my way or et cetera, in the mix, it's good to have every possible type of stem that Sean could possibly have. Uh, mm-hmm. We all send too wet, too dry, Uh, Me and Katie often include a center. Anything that's too complicated just gets one uh, for layering purposes. Things get muddy when they're not perfect. And we don't like to quantize too much. We like to humanize um, instead. So there's a lot of snapping without really paying attention to the grid, Uh, listening to what feels and sounds organic and, um, I want to stay away from that machine feel. So we don't really do a lot of digital stuff. Everything is like, yeah, we'll cut everything up and make it sound perfect. but subjectively so. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Yeah, ba- basically, we, we try everything that we can to have a, a, a good like variety of sound, basically shifting uh, or molding dry tracks and then you know using wet tracks basically just uh, all that freedom with with like a uh, with like, like tone and frequencies and stuff like that. Uh, obviously it'd be a lot easier to sound more organic if we didn't have to use uh programmed drums because we don't have a drummer yet. But you know, it's just
1: you know. Honestly, the drums sound pretty good. Like for being programmed. Uh, oh, they're, well, thank they're you. fucking dope. Good. Yeah. Thank you.
0: <laughs> we put hours and hours and hours and weeks and and weeks into those drums. So, like, a lot of yeah. It I'd rather not
3: like goofy. admit how much how long it took for me to work on the Mimic Prophecy
4: drums. That was a <laughs> oh, long, long time.
1: fine. Well, uh, what yeah. program did you use for the drums?
4: Um, um, I did the drums on Mimic Prophecy, and uh, yeah. I used Easy Drummer with their Death Metal um pack. Okay, so.
1: Easy It sounds sick, pretty man. good. I love that program so much, mm-hmm. man. I uh, can't recommend yeah. it highly enough.
4: It was pretty good. It sounded good, but th- we had some issues with like the different song levels being different. And Sean said he had to like boost the bass drum. Yeah, I think on- a
0: lot of that stemmed from the mixes and tones of different instruments changing between the songs, because some of the riffs called for tones that had never been heard before, and etc. There were so many different styles of riffs that, like, it's you can't keep one tone steady across the entire board. So there was so much automation on Sean's part to make that work and enveloping and, like, just I can't imagine the file sizes of some of those projects on Sean's head.
1: I saw we're a picture that you posted on Facebook and it looked like freaking a uh, barcode going across <laughs> it.
0: Yes, yes, I love the barcode picture. Uh, we do time signature and tempo changes, so that was what you were seeing was the map. Uh, those lines represent on the snapping grid where one is for every measure. So like <laughs> that's how you can see where every time signature and tempo change is and there was 8. Yeah, I think that was for Stygian.
3: Actually, uh, no, it was, was
0: mimic prophecy. It was mimic prophecy. The title track.
3: Oh, it was. Wasn't it? That's right. That yeah. had so many times. Nah.
4: Eighty-seven. So, so
3: many. So many changes.
4: So was I mean there
1: were
0: comp- some that were unnecessary but when you're visualizing uh, when you're composing and you're visualizing where one is and where's the pocket and you're trying to match the drums the bass and the guitar and they're all doing different voices because as we said before voicing is very important to us uh, you've got to find one and you can't always make it 11/8 sometimes it's got to be 7/8 and then 2/4 or or, mm-hmm. or 5 and you know like you can't always just do these certain patterns that make tempo mapping easier tempo mapping is sometimes the hardest thing that brings me to an important point about mimic prophecy we had so that recording that was a nightmare recording that was a goddamn nightmare I we fucked up a couple of parts when we were transferring the MIDI into the project file and some of us had different mappings and some of us tried Yeah, I, doing I remember the- that import tempo map from midi in reaper when you used to try the latest two updates fixed that but when you used to try to do that it failed every time and and somebody tried to do it i'm not gonna say who sean and it fucked everything up so he said sean, don't ever do that again we'll just communicate better okay just don't do it again
3: we ended up fixing it
0: we fixed it but it took like a month and a half two (laughs) re-recordings like like at least 50 to 60 hours on like almost every member's part to get or except for cole because cole's good as at his instrument as i said before like 50 <laughs> to 60 hours of rewriting on the drums and the guitar the rhythm guitar and then like cole at least it had to re-record it once and then yeah it was like we good,
4: we had an, an issue months. on a we had an issue on writing identity where um the guitar pro track that we had written had a different breakdown than the final product
2: <laughs> i remember that yes yeah, the, and so, the breakdown in in writhing identity was just completely different, <laughs> and I basically just learned it by ear because there was no tap for it. No, I, I
1: no, prepared. honey, no, no,
0: honey. We're talking about mimic prophecy, the self title or the <laughs> the title track of it. Uh,
4: no, 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 no. It was uh, where, uh, it was writhing identity. We uh, part? we had the well, single out. Yeah, writhing had that issue, and along with mimic yeah, we had the single for uh <laughs> we had the old uh, two thousand nineteen version of Writhing Identity like recorded and released back in July or whenever. And that was totally different from what we had written on Guitar Pro. And so Cole oh, had God. to go back He had to go back and learn learn the breakdown from the old single.
2: Uh, yeah, it, it it was it wasn't that bad, honestly, because it was just a single part, and you know, I, I just I just. I still
0: don't game. remember how to play the rhythm right as recorded because
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's my hands. <laughs> so, uh, Sean, you did all the mixing and mastering. Uh, how was that experience, Sean?
3: Um, time oh, I gave mixing and mastering. Yes, can you hear me? <laughs> This is uh, the first totally time I gave the... making a mastering. Ding- oh, like a... oh, okay.
1: Yeah, you're good.
3: You're good. Oh, maybe not. Um, it was...
1: Got some doggos on the cast. <laughs> got, got a dog. My... I think we're going to meet Sean.
3: My... <laughs> gave it an.
0: She muted her mic.
3: I.
1: Yeah, we definitely lost you, Sean. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: I was, before. Beforehand, I would usually just kind of play around with it and stuff, but uh.
1: We have him for a second. Okay. Can you guys hear me? <laughs> you keep cutting out hardcore. Ah, <laughs> uh, of
3: course. <laughs> but uh, for mimic prophecy, yeah, it was it was a long process because I, I had to. <laughs> uh, there's hours sitting in front of the computer with, with automation making sure that like, the EQing was correctly because I would clip a crap ton and then there was making sure I could hear all the instruments and stuff over, over each other or between each other and and Next something, it was very.
1: You might need to call back in or something. You're uh, cutting out really badly. <laughs> Ouch. So uh, <laughs> okay, there we go. So uh, Cricket Slam says that he just wants you guys to write a pure slam song. So when's the uh, the Nine Godly Slam Song happening?
2: It's Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> it's better? Mirage, Billy.
1: <laughs> oh, we got um, Sean that... back.
2: Yeah, I'm. I mean, we have some stuff in the in the in the process. The new LP
0: has some
2: big riffs in it, so you know.
0: You know what? Send us send us your snare samples. Send us your best slam snare samples, okay? <laughs> and we'll write a pure sna- pure slam song.
1: <laughs> Sean, let's give you another go. Uh, how was the yeah. mixing and mastering going?
3: I'm game. Let's do it. Oh, you, it's long.
0: It all good. Tiring,
3: uh, <laughs> like automation. Any acid? Myself was. <laughs>
1: yeah, you like come in for a couple of seconds and then you cut cut right back out. <laughs> Cricket Siam says he'll send you a crack snare sample. Also, uh, Vanna. I- <laughs>
2: cool and good. <laughs> I know specifically uh um, um, remember Yeah,
1: yeah, it's uh, really bad actually. <laughs> we can barely understand what you're saying.
2: <laughs> uh, me or Sean? Uh
1: Sean. Sean. Sean.
0: <laughs>
2: okay.
1: But what were you saying, Cole? Sorry, I, I, don't, I don't know why I, I keep cutting I remember cutting
2: um, out. Sean talking about how uh much like work uh putting together mimic prophecy was with all the guitar tracks and uh stems and midis and and all that stuff and then you know overcoming like some hurdles like issues with uh tempo maps or uh you know like the drums not being sampled right or, or or something like that like, it, it, it was a lot of work to begin with, and then having more obstacles to hurdle over, like, made it, you know, a, like, more complicated. You know, Sean put in a lot of work and troubleshooting for the Mimic Prophecy EP, and uh, honestly, he he's done a lot of work.
1: Yeah, I know that uh, a lot of work without. goes into, like, really, like, music with a whole bunch of different stuff going on. I don't know if you guys have heard my stuff, but, like, it's... It's insane, and I can only imagine how it is with like all the crazy time changes and all that shit happening. Like, it's enough to make you want to bang your head up against the wall until you just die. <laughs> so I, I can only no. imagine.
0: <laughs> let me let me just fangirl for a second. But <laughs> holy shit, I've been looking for a band like The Sound That Ends Creation since I heard. My like,
2: godly has joined the chat. <laughs>
3: Uh, hey. 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 I just straight up switched to my phone, so I gave up with my computer.
1: Hey, it seems to be Are working oh, so oh, well. Whatever works. Flip the yeah. phone sideways. The there we go, yeah. Woo! Good to see you,
0: BB.
1: This um, actually so seems a lot better than what you were doing. So Yeah, this is good. Yeah, it was, it
3: was, I was <laughs> like, I'm going to use my laptop and my, and my microphone is going to be awesome, and it wasn't. <laughs>
4: Your microphone did sound better, but...
0: There you go. Ooh, you handsome man.
4: All
1: right. (laughs)
0: Tell me your dick. So, um,
1: what was I saying? So, uh, Sean, how was the mixing and mastering experience for you?
3: All right, now now that I can actually say something, it was a lot of work. <laughs> um, just straight up, the automation in itself was was a pain. Making sure like each song flowed into each other properly, uh, all the levels for each song were the same. Like not one song was louder than the other, um, or you know, same with like you know the kick in one song wasn't louder than the kick in the other song, or something like that. Um, but like I said, it was my first real stab at trying to mix something, much less like a whole EP. I've never really mixed anything before or prior to that. So that oh, that that's really a really good shot.
1: Dude, for your first try, holy shit, that's really good, man. Like, for real. Thank
3: you. I appreciate
1: it. Was there any, like, one plug-in or whatever that, like, saved your life?
3: Um, Howard Benson. Howard Benson. The, yeah, the Howard Benson. I use that for my vocals along with, um, gain the reduction as well.
0: Right? Just to be clear, the compressor.
3: Yeah. The Howard Benson I used for, uh, compression and, um, a little bit of EQ, but I did use my own kind of EQ to make sure that I could take out frequencies that were bothersome. Um, and then, you know, for certain effects, I would use, uh, Joey Sturgis gain reduction, you know, like some of those low fi parts. That's what I would use for that. Um, other than that is mo- mostly the Howard Benson is what made my vocals sound like you know I'm actually good at my job.
0: I have a question for Sean actually for the production of Mimic Prophecy. What Sean? did you end up doing finally for the guitars? Like between tone I gave you and tone you ended up using, what did you so, add or take away?
3: What what I did was I used your tone and then I made one of my own and blended them.
0: Nice. So I blended,
3: I blended tones. Um, I think for yours, I used like a higher frequency, <laughs> and then for the one that I made, I kind of put it as a lower frequency to make sure like the guitar had a little oomph behind it, some walls and stuff. And then you know for Cole, um, I used, I think I used Easy mix, which had some bass tones in that, which gave him a little extra drive. Um, and for that, I used. For that I put as a low frequency so that way the bass would have some punch. And then for his wet tracks, I gave a higher EQing so that way, you know, you can actually hear what his bass is doing.
1: Dude, I love easy mix as well. Like TuneTrack Track puts out the best, the best stuff, man. Easy drummer, easy mix, I oh, yeah. fucking love it, man. Did you use that for mastering as well, or did you have a different plugin for that?
3: I, I did actually. I used um there was like a uh uh I can't remember. It's like a metal metal master. Uh, portion on it that Hell yeah. I used for the mastering, but I did put for that chain. I had an EQ, I had a limiter, a slight compressor, the Easy Metal Mix something or whatever uh, to kind of help make it a little bit wider.
1: Yeah, the uh, I think it's called Metal Super Wide. That's what I use as well. It's fucking dope. Metal
3: Super Wide. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So uh, you guys did promotion with this uh, going on with a Chug Collective and Beheading the Traitor. I've always wondered about these services, and now that I see that you guys are on here, I can talk to you all about it. How did how did that all go for you all?
3: Chug Core. Um, that was... Pr- no, <laughs> um, don't call them that now. Uh, what are you they don't now?
1: Call them that anymore. I, don't what, I don't want to know. I don't want to. If you all want to talk about it, it's all good.
0: <laughs> but, oh, no, all, no, I mean... They... They used to be Chugcore, and then there was a scandal with the. uh, That's right.
1: Yeah, I forgot about that. Okay, yeah.
0: We just we're we're calling it Chug Collective uh, to move past it. Gotcha. Uh, They dropped him. They changed their name. We're we're beyond it. He's gone. Uh, whoever else might have been a problem i understand is also not not there anymore so like let's not call them that let's, uh,
3: i mean but when we went and released through them it was relatively easy they didn't really give us any trouble i'll say that
1: Did but you' get after a lot of learning, attention for it
3: I, I didn't pay that i don't think we paid that much we paid no, like no did you get a lot, of,
1: a lot of attention like did people come and like to your facebook pages and stuff like
0: yeah, fifteen hundred people within like God two weeks or something. <laughs> it was that. insane. Damn, and uh, yeah. we it went definitely brought in like,
2: a lot of the fans. That is for sure. I, I remember reading through the comments on the that, like the the new people and just being like, "Oh, cool, very good."
1: Well, that's <laughs> sick. I always wondered if they were like worth the money to uh, use those kind of a, uh, you know, programs. It is.
0: We went yes. from we went from like four five hundred likes or something like that to seven hundred or eight hundred like in two weeks. Like I said, like fifteen hundred people saw it. It was a great service. I would pay for it again. Even the uh, Chug Collective is fantastic. Yeah. Go it's
2: and- it's definitely worth it with a uh, uh, specific. Uh, um, it's definitely worth it for, you know, if they're large enough to give you like an audience or like, uh, uh if they have a the community trader. of people that really follow, you know, like if it's like something yeah. like super active, you know,
0: Absolutely. um, be having like, the trailer, the, uh, yeah. I subscribe to them on YouTube and it's like every other day or every day, I'm getting one to three notifications that they're premiering something in 30 minutes and almost every single time I like it. It's not always something I go back and search for a second time. It's not always something I go and look for the, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm very transparent, um, but it's always good. They always put stuff out, out that's worth hearing at least once. And some of this stuff, if I hear another thing by that band that I also like, I'm definitely gonna go check out more. Like, and a lot of the stuff, sometimes I do go hit their Spotify and just listen to the whole thing or whatever. You know, it's uh, they do great oh, work. we yeah. heading the trader, and they do a lot of work. So they it's not they a- were
3: super easy to use too. Like, all you had to do is pretty much email them and then choose when you wanted to release it, and that was that simple. That was so it.
0: What were their options?
3: um they could uh pretty much release like whatever you sent them which was for us was you know the ep stream that i made um then you could also release your music video through them they would even make you an ep stream video for you as well they had another one i just i don't really
4: quite remember what
3: that was though
0: they also had a lyric video option
4: oh yeah a lyric video that's right yeah are they are they the ones that make the the anime music videos
3: I'm not, I'm, not I don't sure. know if, I'm not sure. That'd be dope if
4: they did, because I would definitely I, I like know, an anime. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know Shrine of Malice. Shrine of Malice has a couple tracks. I think it's with them, and it's like an anime. It's like where the music is synced with the the anime clips.
1: I
0: like
4: those, so... <laughs> I like those, yeah. too. Aren't those called AMVs?
0: AMVs? Yes. AMVs. Yeah, that's right. MD, the B stands for video AMA. I think the A stands for anime.
2: Yeah, anime music video or something like that.
0: No, yeah, something music so anime something anime music
4: video? No. No. I don't I know. think John. I think uh Colts, right?
1: <laughs> so, uh what was the last album that you guys listened to?
0: <laughs>
1: oh,
2: let's God. let's let, let's oh look at Spotify real quick here.
0: Um. Literally, I just took a shower and I listened. I put on Irony is a Dying Scene by the Dillinger Escape Plan because I was coming on the cast of that ends creation guilty. <laughs> and then uh, and then it just played their their tracks. But, like, uh, yeah, I put on specifically I had to hear Pig Latin before I came and looked at it chris deering who kind of although forgive me for saying so but you kind of look like greg
1: <laughs> i guess
0: <laughs> no not a lot not a lot but like if greg Puciato always had that haircut you kind of look like him <laughs> thank you <laughs> If we're He's talking, if we're talking about, like,
2: the legit last album that we, like, recently... Yeah, uh, legit listened.
1: last album. Don't say something cool just to look cool.
2: <laughs> I, I'm pulling up the legitimate... Like, this is a, a lo-fi album that I found. It's Put it called, more to your
1: to your, uh, left.
2: It's called Eternal Champ by Sweet Valley. Uh, it's basically lo-fi... Um, um base like lo-fi original songs uh mixed with uh uh like sam uh, samples from stuff like Ocarina of Time and stuff like that. So I, I, I basically just I I have some friends that got me like like dummy interested into like Nintendo and Zelda themed lo-fi and that's kind of like I'm
4: I'm I like video games. Yeah. yeah. So what
1: about the rest of y'all?
4: Uh last, last night I decided to check out your <laughs> album. I, I, I
1: thought
4: it was I thought it was pretty good. I liked the lyrics a lot. They uh, kind of reminded me of uh, of Rixie Zixer, their Elements album. I've never heard of them before. They're like a kind of gente math metal they're, band.
0: They're, uh, What's the name? Palindrome.
4: Uh. It's spelled R-X-Y-Z-Y-X-R, and it's pronounced like Ryxy Zyxer or Rixie Zixer, or something like that. I've also okay. heard Roxy Zyxer. I, I actually emailed them, and they told me it was like Ryxy Zyxer or something like that, but I think they're from Sweden.
1: What about you, Sean?
4: The very
3: last thing I was listening to while I was at work was... Um, I have like a daily mix on my Spotify and it was like a bunch of different stuff. I think the very last thing I was listening to was either a Cult of Lilith song or a Rivers of Nile song. Now I know you said something about albums of the year and I know that was two years ago that came out, but I never listened to it until this year and it, it it's, it's 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 fantastic. It's just perfect. Like every single song is amazing on it. Man, it's easily something I'm going to buy when I get a chance.
1: Are you talking about Rivers, of Nile?
3: Yeah, Rivers oh, okay. of Nile? Yeah, Rivers of Nile. Where Owls Know My Name is the album name. That came out 2018. Uh, I yeah, that came out two years ago. <laughs> it took me two years to actually give it a listen, and I'm ashamed of it. <laughs> I've, I've, I've You bitch. I've seen,
2: I've seen their set on that. I've seen their set. Uh, after they l- released uh, that album, about like three times now, so, you know they're they're <laughs> fucking fantastic.
0: You it, bitch? <laughs> yeah,
3: you're so fucking lucky. <laughs> I would love to see wow.
0: them.
2: Yeah, uh, no, they're
1: they're who great. Who was the
0: last band any of you went to see? What, Chris? What was the last album you listened to? <laughs> it's
1: <was> actually y'all's. <laughs> Been listening to y'all all day long, actually. Oh, I guess it's not now. Love I guess for EPs, you. but Love that you. still counts. <laughs> Love
0: you. What do you think of Aberrant Silhouette?
1: Aberrant Silhouette? Oh, is that y'all's first single? It was
3: That's the first single, single, single we had
0: after Writhing.
1: Okay, I actually didn't listen to that one. I listened to the, the two ones oh. that y'all put out this year, and uh, That's I listened to the you know Christmas always. one once or twice.
0: You, you'd like that almost as much as Stygian as a whole. Okay. It's the, the beginnings in seventeen sixteen or something like that. And it it sounds like seventeen sixteen. It's fun.
3: <laughs> it's the production on it though is, is kinda lacking. I would honestly sometime would like to maybe go back to the Remaster, and please, it.
0: John, remaster.
3: Remaster it.
0: Now <laughs> tonight. Put,
3: put me put on it.
0: right now. <laughs> yeah, with both
3: Cole and Katie on it now. <laughs> right now! <laughs> We're just gonna redo all of our old
0: songs. Right it's now. Perfect. We have to. Get me the tabs. We put out. Oh God, he's kidding.
1: Breaking out the axes. So it's like. It's like.
0: I don't remember. I'll have to break out the tabs.
1: So uh, like you any, mentioned, any who you mentioned albums of the year. What what would y'all albums of the year be?
0: Igor. Oh god. What's what's it called? Per, That's an interesting
3: Persephone. name
0: for an album. Eeyore? I don't remember the name of the album, but it's it's the latest by Igor.
2: Yeah, Igor is pretty top-notch. top, top notch.
1: Oh, Igor. Okay. I thought you said Igor like the, uh, the character from <laughs> Winnie the Pooh or whatever. I was like, what? No, it, 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 it's
0: kind of more
2: so Igor like uh, uh, Frankenstein's assistant.
1: Gotcha. The French
0: dude. He, he, he's, he, he's this French guy. And what I understand is he writes the music and gets featured artists. And he's had, like, Travis Ryan, and um, he's had opera singers and accordion players and etc. And he mixes everything in a live sort of sense. Like, he does all these... He's got this circuit board of synths and modulators and EQs. And he does all this shit, like, essentially live and records these guys with these crazy songs and it's avant-garde and it's mathcore and it's grind and it's classical and it's opera and it's jazz fusion and it, there's accordion and it's it's that's like, crazy
1: y'all are the second uh, group of people I've had on don't. here actually that have mentioned like Igor so I, I guess I gotta check that shit out man I haven't gotten the chance to check if out too many bands that I'm not don't. interviewing but uh, that's one that I, I guess I need to check out
0: if you don't I'm gonna post a status about how much of a pussy you are <laughs> gonna
1: All righty. <laughs> if, I were, to talk, if gonna... I were
2: to talk about albums of the year i have i have two that basically are like my like one uh so there's uh defeated sanity's release fucking insane it's it basically is. like they it's, it's it's way different than like anything else they put out because they're like, let's just do more weird shit. Like, It's not their most brutal album, but it's their most fucking weird album, and I, I love it. And then uh, my second one, I'm actually going <coughs> to pull it out here. It's fucking Ooh. Cytotoxins Nuclear Earth. My girlfriend actually bought their oh, fucking God. care package. What shit's in here, actually? so a- <laughs> that's crazy stickers all cool stuff but yeah sharing um uh, cytotoxins nuclear Earth, fucking stellar like i i was a huge cytotoxin fan for like a, a long ass while uh, radiophobia is one of my favorite albums of all time just so fucking heavy and uh nuclear Earth just really delivered and just killed it such such a good album so good fucking songs so fucking great
1: i just
0: heard that uh i just heard it a couple of days ago i'll be honest i put it off for a long time and it was it was not worth the wait i wish i would have done it earlier it was so fucking good
1: (laughs) (laughs) so what about you katie what's your album of the year
4: uh, I actually have not been listening to new music very much lately, but the Cytotoxin album is definitely, it's de- definitely a really good one. <clears> okay, <throat> oh, Catherine. Yeah. Like, I haven't listened to any new music at all. I've just been replaying stuff from 2019.
0: You know what, that's alright. Some people need to catch up a little.
4: I'm, I'm gonna have <laughs> to, to say- a lot of good influences that year. I'm gonna have to say, uh, Mimic Prophecy was the best.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bitch! <laughs> you know why didn't write it That's nothing, nothing stopping year. you from saying hey, that.
4: Hey, wait.
0: Just uh, <laughs> to, to be fair and very clear, she didn't write anything on that. Um, and that's not, I'm not bragging. I wish she would have because she's fucking, her lead guitar would have been so tasty on that. But uh, she's allowed to make that statement and she's not bragging. Just
4: to be clear. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm actually uh, not on that one at, like at all. So. So. Uh,
1: What's bad. your favorite piece of gear? Is there something that uh, that you just uh, use all the did time? Sean, that saves your did life. Sean go or did he go first with cattle Oh, I right. Oh that. This was my- the one from 2018, the "Rivers of Nile." Did you have one from this year? <laughs> oh yeah, that's
0: uh, all instead. It you was, didn't say anything
3: for this was, year uh, at all. <laughs> no, it was the Col- it was the Cult of Lilith album. They are a death oh, okay. metal okay, band. Okay. Yeah, they're okay. a technical death metal band you from said Iceland.
0: Wait, that's right. Sorry. Yeah.
3: And um yeah, the vocals is fantastic. Everything about that album is amazing. Um just it's definitely worth checking out. They I think it's their debut album that they put out this year through Metal Blade and it's, yeah I would definitely e-
0: before or something? I thought I'm... I saw a lot of music by
3: them I honestly have never heard of them before they put that out and I've been kind of like looking at the Metal Blade record label ever since they put out that Six Feet Under song and um
1: that's what drove me. to Metal Blade is the Six Feet Under song
3: it was not what drove me but it was it's <laughs> what so dude this bangs,
1: bangs and see what the rest of this label puts out man <laughs>
0: You're the there was, Please. I, I was I was watching. I was watching their YouTube because you know they kept putting that out and they kept turning the comments off. <laughs>
3: <laughs> and you to know, so name, name
0: five metal blade artists right now.
3: So uh, There's Cattle. There's
0: oh. yeah. Go ahead. No, go I ahead. can uh, name some. You got. It. <laughs> You can't you can't be like that unless you can name five Metal Blade artists right
3: now. Blair
2: <laughs> on Metal Blade. Um The Black Dahlia Murder. Yeah.
3: I think infrared.
0: I, it, Flesh God Apocalypse? A God.
4: Flesh God? I don't know. Are they? I feel like they are. I don't
0: know.
4: I don't know, man. man. <laughs> I gotta keep up With my,
0: we're looking at unique leader. If anybody's watching from unique leader or artisan or seasons of mist, yeah, hey. guys,
3: we're uh, looking for representation. We wouldn't mind some. Call, call, call.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, Christian was right though when he was talking the uh, talking about y'all on the mathcore index. Like, definitely should they y'all should be picked up by one of these labels. Like, y'all are too good to just be a, uh, you know, out here doing this shit on your own. My
0: apartment my heart grew like 16 sizes that day <laughs> chris is an absolute angel and i just want to shout him out real quick oh my god thank you so much chris for all the love
1: Oh, well, y'all deserve it y'all are great well thank you yeah,
0: <laughs> thanks thank so much you so much thank you
1: so, uh, we kind of, uh, went over it a little quickly, but, uh, what oh, was your favorite oh, piece you know of, uh, gear? You know
0: what? One of, one of my, one of my album of the years was, uh, the God awful truth memory. Fuck Dallas, yeah, that dude.
1: Those guys. Hell yeah. They go, man. They Holy fucking go.
0: <laughs> that was so good. And like, like I'm a big fan of like this coagulation of, of sounds like this, this cacophony. <laughs> That comes together that creates something that you can fucking groove to anyway <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter why you can groove to it you just can and that's they did that they they accomplished that precisely
1: hell yeah, so uh, what's your favorite piece of gear that you guys uh, use all the time
0: my Ormsby Goliath seven string
1: damn. <laughs> That is really nice. Orange.
2: <clears throat> yeah, so... Uh, the, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, this... <laughs> this is the Warwick uh, Corvette uh, Rock Band.
1: I like the unicorn sticker. That's what makes it... aimless magic. Nice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I get a little bit of woot in me every time I play. And, uh, yeah, no, this is my favorite bass ever. I will literally, like, tell someone no. Like, if they tell me to try any other brand, like Dingwall or Teasel, I'm literally like, no, I have Warwick. <laughs> That's all I need. Because <laughs> I, I, I have not played a bass that feels, like, more, like, comfortable for me. Like, like I, I have yet to try a bass that makes me feel love more than... You
0: no, I didn't like? Warwick guitars. Huh? I didn't like. I had. I. I played a Warwick guitar and I didn't like it. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, but I. But I heard their basses and it's <laughs> fucking top notch. Yeah, I, like, I, I.
2: I don't know anything it. about their guitars. I just know their basses are just
0: like they. Yeah, just I wasn't can- happy with it. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't set up right, but I didn't. I wasn't crazy. It was only one experience with a Warwick guitar. I'd like to add, but. <laughs> And I don't have is to defend their guitars guitar.
2: being a bass player, so I'm good. <laughs> <laughs>
0: True. <laughs> oh, uh, the other piece of gear is uh, Stone Age Guitar Picks I'd like to mention. Incredible work. The tone is in the stone. It's all attack. Uh, I've had to dial back the attack uh, in instances because it's too fucking much. Um, but, like... It's incredible between tapping with it, uh, right hand technique, ins and outs, uh, hybrid picking, et cetera. It's beyond anything I've ever played with a pick. Uh, they're in jazz three styles. They have regular styles. You know, uh, I've got another one in the other room I should have brought out, but.
1: I would think uh, that those would break now, your strings.
0: I have not.
1: <laughs> That's wild, man. Oh, do they like, have wear down and shit? Like,
0: what's, what's I haven't in a string in like three years. I don't. <laughs> I don't know what you mean.
1: <laughs> Over here flexing on us. So, Kenny, what you got?
4: <laughs> uh, I've got a BC Rich Mockingbird with a Floyd Rose and like a million okay. f- knobs. That is a million. I've, knobs. Got, <laughs> I've got. I've got. like a, a phase reverse switch. And then two coil tap switches, so I can get some pretty cool, clean tones with this thing. But it's got seven—it's got seven strings in the Floyd Rose, so it's most most BC oh, Rich I guitars I've played.
0: Oh my god! I'm so sorry. I didn't say out loud.
4: Most BC Rich guitars I've played are set up really poorly, but that it, one's pretty is, good. Katie? And I've also got this Schecter eight string. Ooh. Fancy with uh with Tosin Abasi pickups, so that's pretty nice. Oh. Them Tosin
1: awesome. pickups,
4: yeah.
1: Which one did you that use to record with?
0: Tosin? Um, Tosin?
4: I used this one to record the leads on a uh, stygian Blue. It's got stock pickups, but they they sounded decent. So,
3: yeah, honestly, your BC Rich sounded amazing when I was mixing that
0: Dude, together. The
4: leads are so fucking cool too. And I I recorded a a lot of rhythm on this thing, but we actually ran out of time and Sean could not incorporate it into the final mix. So there's there's rhythm tracks that nobody's hearing. <laughs>
1: Damn. After. All right, something for the future.
4: <laughs> maybe. Maybe maybe we'll do a remaster.
1: Sean, I know you're a vocalist, but do you have anything?
3: Um so I don't have nearly as much gear as but- have a SM7B right here that I used for Stygian. Um, okay. beforehand I was using a uh, um, discontinued MXL MXL 500 or 5000, but this is a lot better than the mic I had beforehand. It's I can just put it right in front of my mouth instead of having to worry about um, the bounce back from the walls. Uh, I don't have to nearly worry about as much EQing as I did before. I mean. Uh, that's really about it, but yeah, that's fantastic. If any, if any vocalist should probably definitely think about investing in one of these.
4: Also, also, I have a uh, Dragon's Heart guitar picks. I don't know if you can see that.
1: It's Very two and a half,
4: two and a half millimeters thick. It's a pretty good pick.
1: I was going to say it looks thick as shit.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's like. And There's like different shapes and options to
0: choose from all in the same pick. You just, like, shift your grip and yeah, it's, it's like, got like oh, the... now I've got the the sharp edge. Oh, the pointy edge, sick. I didn't even know that.
4: round Okay. I always, like, pretty much exclusively use the sharp edge, though. Yeah.
0: Well, now you need to. It's high, high uh, what's it called?
1: High attack. <laughs> Uh, so, do you guys have any merch?
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, let me try and get up close for this. Shirt. Show it up, man.
1: The shirts. Well, let me see if I can make you full screen. There we go.
4: Yeah, that's that's art by uh, Alberto Filipponi. He's, he's pretty awesome. That is tight. He did all of our... Uh, merch
0: or er, all of our artwork uh besides the the shorts. Uh he did the artwork for like I said before for every single and every EP that we put out yet. And then we've got these shorts. Uh they come <laughs> from small to small to extra large and uh it's a run of uh I've got twenty six pairs or something like that left. Uh, 30 bucks a pop. The quality is the same on every single one. It's got pockets, and it's got drawstrings. And I lived in them for easily the first <laughs> two weeks that I had up uh, Max- uh,
3: I believe it was Maxwell a- Ashton? Was it
0: Ashton? Maxwell, Maxwell Aston. Ashton. Uh, of Maxwell Ashton Art and Raphael uh, Art. I forget our last name. I apologize. Uh, I have terrible short-term memory, but Raffaella and, Max- and Maxwell Aston art. Uh, Maxwell was uh, in charge of this design, and he did great. I won it at auction, <laughs> which was cool. He does uh, art auctions a lot, and his work is incredible. Definitely something to look for, as well as Alberto's art for the shirt as I said, incre- both incredibly comfortable as well.
1: Well, they look I, sick. I, like, why would y'all decide to go with shorts? Like, it seems like that's uh, a thing that the bigger bands do, you know, that they're more expensive to, to get made and everything. That's another true, shirt design it's also, like,
0: it's also, like, one of those things where, like, I always wish that I could get basketball shorts from bands that aren't as big. And... It was like one of those decisions where like, well, what if we roll out shorts before we roll out, like, a bunch of this other shit that we should? And, uh, well, let's take a chance on it. Because, like, like I said, like, I always wish that I could go and get shorts from bands that nobody ever knows. And, like, that's always what I look for first, is like, cool shorts, cool leggings, cool, uh, long sleeves or baseball tees. I'm not looking for a basic-ass crew neck t-shirt. Like, yeah, the fucking $20 Hot Topic shit is cool, but I'm a grown-up. And <laughs> I, really- I can't go <laughs> in Hot Topic anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, uh-
0: for people who like Hot Topic shirts, we will roll out several. Absolutely, it's something I adore, but it's just... Like, we, we wanted to get things that, like, we want to do beanies, we want to do this and that, and we want to do, uh, you know, uh, windbreakers and shit. And, like, things that the Math core community really grabs up and things that, like, the deathcore community grabs up really fast, uh, hoodies and... Uh, Sleepwear, pajamas, and stupid shit. You know, like I would love to have Mimesis as a QP, like you know, little fucking uh, baby Mimesis doll as pajama bottoms, like in double XL, like with the drawstring. Like that's what I want to wear in the house. You know, we what we about- got the shorts.
4: Oh, we got the shorts just in time for winter, so that's that's cool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got the shorts at the end of summer. I.
1: Don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Cricket Slam says he wants to see underwear from we'll you guys. Like we'll still you guys, have I mean, with oh. your band on, with your logo, with your band logo. Does on. he
0: want, Does he want panties? <laughs> not your underwear. Or like boots.
2: <laughs> I'm not stripping down on camera. Do we
0: want panties or briefs? Like, that's, that's
3: I like... mean, my, I, I I made a suggestion about about uh, banana hammock merch. Who? Banana hammock? Banana hammock, right? Yeah, banana hammocks. We'll solve banana,
1: banana
0: What
3: is that? Hammock.
4: Oh. And they're basically
0: manthongs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the ones that go over your shoulders and down to your gooch and then cover you, junk.
4: Yeah, I think uh, Aaron Kitch. Didn't Aaron Kitcher from Infinite Annihilator wear one in a video? I think yeah, so. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I think it was their uh, Chelsea Grin cover. Or something was that it?
3: It was it, no. It was the it was the odd uh, the pray for
4: plagues cover. Yes, Bring it yes that was it. Yeah. Okay. So, do you guys
1: have physicals of the EPs? We'd
0: like to. Uh, we'd actually love to pose a question to the fans, like, uh, what kind of format would you like to see it in? Would you like vinyls? Would you like uh, just the digi packs, which would be cheapest for us and cheapest for you? Uh, would you like um, actual jewel cases with a booklet etc like what is your ideal form of mimic prophecy physical or stygian blue physical uh would you be cool if we just put out the Gigi pack? Because that's kind of the direction we were going to go in. Uh, you know, those are the questions that we have for the fans.
1: I like how you all uh, forego the, the physicals and you, you get shorts. first,
4: That's
1: cool. That's cool. Be, go in a different direction. I, wanna- I like it.
0: I want to say that I'm super. You got, you got a dress to impress. Um, a few people own the shorts, and it's me, Cole, and my friend Brian. So
2: the shorts <laughs> are dope, you know.
0: The shorts are incredible, and I wish people would buy them. I also I've only ever shipped one item, and it was one pair of shorts to Cole. So <laughs> let me get some experience shipping items to you. Buy our shorts, what? please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cricket Slam says he would love uh, boxers and he'd love a jewel case with the Mimic Prophecy, fo- Prophecy poster in it
0: Jewel case Ooh, poster. instead of a booklet Is yeah. that cool? Yeah, yeah that's what <laughs> I'm saying <laughs> I'm done with it uh, Alberto Filippone's art has been a staple to our music for a while now and I would love to incorporate it in our merch as much as possible uh, from what we've had so far, we do intend on incorporating a lot of other artists' work in the future. That doesn't mean we're going to slow down purchasing from Alberto. Uh, we still do support him, and we will still be going to him in the future. That's uh, that's a promise. But for now, we're gonna we're gonna look at some other artists for the LPs. We're gonna look at some other artists for some of the art. Uh, We've had a logo from uh, what was the gentleman's name? Mike Lowry. Mike Lowry. He was. A, he, uh, he, he did our original logo. logo yeah, the first logo, the one that's on the shirt. Actually, this logo. I
1: like uh, your Mike new Lowry. one a lot better. Your new one is so much better.
0: He, he does great work. Uh, this. Like, we added outlines, et cetera, and then digital printing. So, of course, it doesn't look as great on camera, especially after transferring it through Wi-Fi and et cetera. <laughs> uh, but definitely check out Mike Lowry; He does great work. We're, we've got art from Maxwell Aston, Alberto Filippone. And then Deimos, Will Blades, uh, he spells the A with a V, he does, like, uh, rap stuff. He does also uh, metal production. He's in a band called Boxing Helena, etc. cetera. Uh, he did our latest logo, which I'm extremely proud of. Uh, we love the design. <clears throat> we love the direction. Oh, yeah. Way uh, better than what you got, had before. It's got the crosses. He also did a version that has circuitry, and we haven't rolled it out. We haven't had a reason to. But our... Uh, Our LPs do encompass a lot of sci-fi elements, so that might be something we roll out in the future. Uh, I don't know about the other three members of the band. I guess I'll find out right now, but I would hope to have the logos carry out throughout the LPs and then possibly afterwards. Changed up so those are all the things we're shopping for feel free to visit our page and send the band page messages so that we can get in touch with you learn your names figure out who's selling what who specializes in what kind of art uh, we spend a lot of money on art we like it <laughs> we <all laughs> did are we say anything music. what did we say anything about any of the future music yet no we haven't discussed it one bit I thought that'd be a good segue. Yeah, just been- You guys would let me pee before you talked about that and talk about something different for
1: like two
3: seconds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just casually talking about LPs as if you already understood what we're talking about.
1: So, uh, you got new shit coming out then? Or
3: we're working works? on it, yes.
1: How, uh, how far along are you guys?
3: We're. Um. Right now we're kind of taking like a holiday break uh, because we just put out those two EPs and we figured, well, we, we kind of earned a little bit of a break, a little bit of a rest, kind of, you know, take this time to promote the music that we already have, um, help maybe promote that uh, song that we just did. Um, And also within this time, maybe, you know, take our time with some of the writing. Um, Like Vanna was saying, we were, we're working on an LP, but that's not just One, we're actually looking about working on a triple LP. So there'll be three albums. Each of them will be about 10 songs. um, And they all have their own little themes going on about them, but they are are still a little bit related. Um, But prior to that, we are looking to release a a Doom song still. Are we still doing that? We haven't really (laughs) talked about the Doom song in a while. All
0: right, all right. Let me come clean.
4: I'm going to so, the restroom now
0: <laughs> so so I posted the status because I got all enthusiastic about Mirror Reaper by Bellwitch Witch. Like, I just like to say that that album it's one song it's like a hundred or it's like uh 80 minutes or something like that uh, 79 minutes or something and it's all one continuous song. And it's Doom, and it's not Sludge, but it's definitely Doom. And it's better than, like, Dope Smoker by Sleep. <laughs> I didn't like it. Uh, but, like, these these are the same kind of, like, concepts. as like, a one long song that's just Doom metal for, like, an hour and 20 minutes or so. And so the idea was started with, like, maybe a 20 minute song and it was like a joke and then I was like no dude I could easily sit down and do this for like 5 minutes at a time I could produce 5 minutes worth of song each time I sit down is everybody there?
3: Yeah, I'm Um, here, Katie went to the bathroom because everybody
0: got super still for a second and I thought my shit froze so anyway so I was was like writing this shit that was like John (laughs) <laughs> and like i was like okay so it's like and then i built this tone on uh neural dsp's nolly plugin uh nolly from periphery nolly get good or whatever his name adam get good nolly or whatever uh he he <laughs> with neural d s p and I built this really super sludgy tone that's like super high gain and like that plugin specializes in low gain, so it was an adventure to get that tone. So, like, I was like, alright, I gotta build a whole fucking album around this tone. And, so I built this riff, and I was like, okay, sweet, and so I sent, like, six minutes or something like that to the band, and I was like, can we do this? And they were like, yeah, sure, it sounds cool. It sounds like <laughs> Nye. And it sounds like something we can pull off. So, like, I posted a status about what if Nine and Godly wrote a Sludge Doom song, and, like, enough people responded well to it. And I was like, all right, we're doing, it.
3: you know, you know, when you were talking about doing that, when you were talking about doing that,
0: about doing that
3: <laughs> what's up? When you were talking about doing that, some of the stuff, like when I heard it, I was like, are we going to about to sound like nightfall? Cause that's kind of how that's looking like. Cause they are kind of doomy.
0: Mm, it does kind of sound like Nile, except less tacky hmm. for sure.
1: So y'all are gonna do three um, albums then? Is that that's the plan? Like three albums at once, or?
0: Yeah, ten per, and the first song to the tenth song of each album is gonna be continuous. It'll be like. Colors, except also it'll have one continuous theme through the lyrics. As but well. y'all
1: don't mean like dropping three albums at one time. Like you mean spacing no, them out no, over no, no, years?
0: No, 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 no. We're no. we're gonna write them as they come out. Okay, so, like, okay.
1: I was like, wow, that's really uh, ambitious. Yeah. Like, geez. The
0: first one, the <laughs> oh. first one is half done right now, and then we're when and we have the first song of all three. uh conceptualized tabbed out etc and then the when the 10th song of the first album is written and finalized and everybody's happy with all 10 songs tracking will begin and and the composition of the second album will start at the same time And then hopefully by the time we're done tracking, mixing and mastering the first one like give or take two or three months you know we'll have at least three to five songs in the second album conceptualized in tablature and then continue that same deadline process of trying to loose deadline all three albums in a row uh, with maybe eight to twelve months in between their releases.
4: Okay. Hey, Vanna. Um, I I'm pretty sure earlier Sean said Ninthful, not Nile. Knifeful. Knifeful, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, Knifeful. Oh, my bad.
4: Yeah, they're pretty cool. Anyway,
0: it's got fucking. It's got big time Nile influences. Otherwise, <laughs> especially in key signature and tone, and
1: for sure. So that's all I had. Is there uh, anything else you wanted to bring up? Oh, sorry.
3: Uh, I was just going to say, like, this time around with the triple LP, uh, I probably won't be doing any of the mixing. I'll be sending it off to somebody else to take care of all that. It's going to be a lot faster, take a lot of less – take a lot of pressure off of me for (laughs) mixing three LPs. So that's probably how that's going to go about. Well, I mean,
1: you did the first one. The first one's, like, the hard one to, like, get all your settings – corrected right and now you just pop it in right
0: that was was the ep i mean
3: yeah those were the eps like if this would be like a full-length featured album and i want to sound as professional as possible and while you know all that's happening i'd like to
0: as well like big time a couple important people uh i don't know if like because we haven't spent any money yet so it wouldn't be wise to mention names but like there's a list of artists that we're looking yeah. at features from and it's like pretty intense already i mean when yeah, you have enough I have members quite a few vocalists. yeah when you have enough members it's it's easy to look at big scale things you know when you're one when you're a one-man band i'm sure it's not as easy to be like well let's get fucking ben weissman to come do a guitar thing on my album
1: you know yeah i I don't know if i would be uh, trying to get him i'm sure he would not even talk to me honestly
0: (laughs) (laughs) he did draft tongue orchestra and i feel like he's for the people i'm sure you could get a hold of him
1: (laughs) so uh, that's all i had is there anything else i wanted to bring up
0: I don't
2: um, you think I'm good.
1: All
0: right, I <laughs> well, think I'm good. That's about the size of it. Like we've got, don't forget, we've got the shirts and we've got the shorts, and um we've got music coming. We've got the last Christmas remix. Tis the season. Yep.
1: Don't forget the.
3: We have that deal going on on our band camp Don't forget.
1: Oh yeah, forty oh. percent off, right? Nine forty on uh, the Bandcamp. Yeah, that's yeah. nighungodly.bandcamp.com. Seven
0: dollars and twenty cents.
1: Yeah. I took part in that actually. I, that's when I downloaded your shit. Thank God.
0: When you're <laughs> yeah, down here, you. you better go check this. Uh, check out aberrant silhouette, please. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: tell me uh, what you think of it. I will. I will. Um, so if you guys uh, dig tech death, but looking for something a little bit different, check oh. out uh, mimic. Oh. oh, what's up?
0: hey uh check out we've uh we've got anytime anybody would like to request a tablature for any song that's been released, please come to us directly uh we will be trying to put out tab stuff as we go, but feel free to contact us we've everything's in guitar pro seven the latest version whatever the point five point four bullshit is. Uh, It's all Guitar Pro uh, logged, and we can send PDFs, we can send Guitar Pro stuff, anything that's been released and produced. Uh, We're not going to be so gracious with things that haven't been released yet, unless we're really close friends, like, uh, Chris, if you ever want tabs for anything that's unreleased, etc. Certain people, you know who you are already you can come to us for future stuff, but definitely for stuff that's already been released, feel free to hit us up. Anybody will send it to you. Uh, GP5 exports, GP7 exports, uh, PDFs, audio files of the midis, instrumentals, whatever you want. Like uh, we're going to be setting up a Patreon page probably within the next couple of months It's been discussed several times. Uh, (coughs) We haven't really decided all the details for it yet, but it's something that we're going to make available for there. So why not in the meantime for the closest fans who've watched this or have tried to touch with us before? Those things we're going to make available for you now anyway. If you hit us up, we'll send it.
1: Alrighty, and with that, uh, if you dig tech death but want looking something a little bit more adventurous, check out Mimic Prophecy and Stygian Blue. Two EPs dropped this year by Nigh uh, uh You guys are on Spotify, all the streaming sites. You're on Bandcamp, Instagram, Facebook. I believe y'all are on Twitter, correctly? Correct, right? Yes. Twitter. Okay. Uh,
0: we have one. It exists. <laughs>
1: I'm the same way. Twitter's, Twitter's really difficult to like navigate for me, anyways. Um, what is
4: Twitter? <laughs> we have like one one post on there. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh for me, drop a channel on my follow so you always drop a follow my channel so you always know when I go live. Find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. YouTube folks, if you like the video, please drop a like, subscribe, uh, tickle notification bell. Uh, check out my music, the sound of ends creation, my Christmas EP, Merry Christmas, you filthy animal drops on Friday. Metal Injections currently streaming it, and there's limited merch for it up on my band camp. My next guest is FEMER, MathCore band from Canada. Join us this Sunday, 7 p.m. Central, right here at twitch.tv slash the cast of ends creation for the live cast. Thanks for being here, guys. Hope you all had some fun.
3: Thanks for
0: having us. It was
1: awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for watching and listening.